Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, creativity, crafting, and life in my northern town. Come back weekly and we'll chat about all the things that I'm working on. My name is Vicki Holloway and welcome to the podcast. It has been a roller coaster ride from staycation to back to reality and working. And I want to call this episode No More Wire Hangers. So let's do a little recap. Do you remember the big list of all the things I wanted to have done last week while I was on vacation and I filled up a post it note? And, you know, I got most of the things done that were on my list. And unfortunately for my husband, Yeah, not much on his list. He did get his appointments done, but those appointments turned into more appointments, which turned into travel, which turned into a lot of work issues weighing heavy on his head. And anyway, the kitchen did not get painted and we're looking to hire a painter. But some little chores around the house got done, but mostly and the most important things were he kept his appointments. So what did I get finished? Well, remember I wanted to do a big welcome sign for the front door, make it big and visible from the street and cover up some of the worn out sections of the metal storm door. And I didn't get that done. You know, I don't know how to attach it. I didn't really have all the materials, but what I did was upcycle a little box. It was supposed to be the bottom of an Aldi fairy garden and you were to put the thing the fairies and things in the garden in this box and you could keep it in your house or outside and you could put dirt or moss in it well I put the fairies and all of their their um parts and things in the garden raised bed that I have so I upcycled that to a welcome sign it says home sweet and it has a little picture of a house with the heart and I learned that you got to be careful of the finishes on the wood the vinyl didn't want to stick real well at first as you're peeling it off with transfer tape but I got it to work now it's a box so I put it on the bottom or the floor of the box and then you um, will hang it on the wall and it's got a little shelf then at the bottom so I have a dollar store fake succulent in there and so I don't have to worry about water stains or maybe this falling off the wall or being too heavy or if the plant falls who cares it's fake so I did make a welcome sign and it's going to go into the mudroom or the entryway of the house and we're still addressing the front door I also was able to deep clean part of an archaeological dig in my main storage area upstairs. You know, they built it like a walk-in closet, but it's kind of more like a big, almost attic space between two bedrooms upstairs. It's a large space and it's stuffed with junk from a long time ago. Lots of things are in tote, so that makes it easier, but there's a couple shelves and clothes hanging racks. And I don't hang clothes in there anymore because it's upstairs and I keep my clothes somewhere else. But I realized one of the hangers, uh, one of the clothes hanging bars fell. Excuse me. And there were hundreds of wire hangers in this closet from dry cleaners, you know, back when suits and 
uniforms and kilts and all that have to be dry cleaned. I had hundreds of them, hundreds laying on the floor, hanging on bars. And I'm like, who uses wire hangers anymore? I have different hangers and they're the kind that have no slip um, material on it and all kinds of plastic hangers and wire hangers, things that are better for clothes. And I thought, why am I keeping all this stuff? I even found a few really, really old outfits uh, or things that I wore in the 90s. Yes, in the 90s. I decided, what is the point of keeping these things? There's no point. I don't wear them. I haven't worn them in a decade. So in the bin, they went. I got three large lawn and leaf garbage bags of clothes and stuff that I don't use, that is just garbage, old boxes, and wire hangers. The good news was you can tell that I have not been into this storage area in a very long time, and it was filled with dust, and I was able to clean it up, dust it off, go through some of the things on the shelf. So it's about halfway done, and I'm hoping on another weekend I will finish out the rest of the sorting, and then slowly over the course of the summer and fall, go through some of those totes. What's in the totes is things that were from my children's childhood, probably dolls and some toys and, and some things. And they need to be repacked, consolidated, and gone through. I have two or three large closets of that kind of thing that I will make it a slow process to go through because the sentimentals if you do the um, Marie Kondo method they're the hardest to go through I think clothes are pretty easy wire hangers are definitely easy but sentimental things from the kids childhood that's going to take me a while but I did go through the first half and I did something on my list I added to my fairy garden. I bought some things at Aldi and there are like white and gray and they look really good in the Rivendell section of my Lord of the Rings uh, fairy garden. It's themed, you know, in a loose way. And then my husband surprised me and bought me very sweet fairy garden with a little teeny little hedgehog in it that's as big as my thumbnail with fairies and swings with roses and things on it. And it went with my um, Hobbit-themed fairy garden. I have about five or six raised beds. And they fit in with my little acorn house that has a little hedgehog on a swing. And the hedgehog is very significant because my son had a hedgehog. And the little thing passed away, had terrible cancer. And um, so it's in memory of little Hamilton. I love that little guy. He was so cute. And the hedgehogs are adorable. I think gardens are a great way to remember people and pets and those who have passed on before us. Um, it also reminds me of some friends who have purchased me parts to the fairy garden or... Um, Maybe I've bought something to remind me of them. And so it's very cool. So I added to my fairy garden. I was able to take advantage of the first week of sunshine. It was above 50 degrees. It actually got into the 70s. And I was weeding and taking care of things. I did an experiment and I randomly sowed wildflower seeds behind the garage and making like a meadow area. And I think it's going to look great. Now, there are some tall grasses and weeds in there, but the wildflowers are still super short. So I think my husband's going to run the lawnmower over, knock those weeds down this weekend. 
and then let the wildflowers grow. So it's, it should be great. What else did I do on my staycation? You know, I took a lesson um, on the Cricut of learning how to download a custom shape and be able to print it off on vinyl. I'm still working on one that I, I have since taken another lesson in, and I think I know how to make this drawing that someone did and gave to me a custom vinyl cling that I can cut and make another welcome sign because I think it'll be super cool. That one is Lord of the Rings theme, so it'll be fun. So I learned how to do that. So I was able to upload a Pegasus and a unicorn and I decorated my planner thinking that would make me want to use it more because I got myself in a pickle over June and I decorated my big steel coffee cup at work with the unicorn and Pegasus. So it was way fun. And I was able to um, learn something new. So my hope is that a few times a month I can watch YouTube videos and then I can learn something new on a skill for the cricket because it takes a lot of practice just like anything else. And there's a learning curve. It's very easy to use, but it's, it's not self-explanatory on all of the things that you can do. Um, <clears throat> what I found interesting is that you could handwrite things yourself with a big fat Sharpie and then you could use that as a font and, you know, load it in and adjust it and make your own handwritten looking type of a sign, hand lettering. Um, you could do all kinds of your own art. You could download things from the design studio, make all kinds of projects. The other thing I've learned this week is how to make my own English paper piecing shapes. I wanted to have a jewel tone for English paper piecing hearts. And they're super cute. They're kind of hot in the English paper piecing um, social media feeds. And I did it. I figured out how to make the shape, cut them out, and I have a couple of test hearts basted. I'm doing a lot of English paper piecing basting right now. And, you know, with all of that, during this time, I did sign up for a Busy Bee swap, hexagon swap, that's due mid-July. So I've been working on the sets of hexagons that I promised, but then I got cutting out the fabric and I had extra for myself. And I thought, you know what, this will be a nice job in the evening to prep these hexes because you know what, I'm keeping all the extras and sending only, only the ones that fussy cut the best and had the best looking seam allowance on there. I'm still learning, like I didn't know until recently that the seam allowance is supposed to be three eighths of an inch and I was cutting it more of a quarter inch or a little less. So overall, this is gonna be a super fun swap and what am I gonna do with the hexes? I keep getting asked that. I have absolutely no idea. I'm gonna let them speak to me and then I will be inspired by them and have some great projects. I have zero idea of what I'm going to do with them. I am put the temperature quilt on the back burner until after this particular hexi swap is done. So I had a real positive experience with the 10 inch square swap and I expect to have a wonderful experience because this swap is really well organized too and I know people who have done it before and said that that they do a really nice job. So you can hashtag busy bee um, hexagon swap I think is what it's called. I believe that she does these hexagon swaps several times a year. 
So overall, I did that. But what else did I do for fun? You know, I went for a really long ride after one of my husband's doctor's appointments. It wound up being on the Lake Michigan side of Michigan. And so we took a very long ride through some of the most beautiful country along the Lake Michigan shoreline and along Torch Lake and Lake Charlevoix. It, It was so beautiful. It was the most wonderful early summer day in the middle of the week, so there weren't a lot of tourists. I even got some really nice pictures as we walked out to the lighthouse um, in Little Traverse Bay, which is in Petoskey, which is where the big medical clinic is. And, you know, he's fine. By the way, I've been asked. He's fine. It was, he's real open about it. It was a pulmonary appointment and having to meet with um, sleep study people and all that business. So, it was a great day. We had fun doing that. We didn't get to Sault Ste. Marie to look at the freighters. We'll do that. You know, we live here all the time. So we can go up there um, during the shipping season and try to do the boat tour. We also um, had lunch with friends. Um, he and I did. We went to, I went to one Highland game and he went to one on each weekend of the staycation. And overall relaxed and tried to do all the things around the house that I wanted to do and just spending time together. We watched a couple of movies and down the YouTube rabbit hole, (laughs) you know, which can happen to us. Okay, you guys will laugh. We watched some of the most boring things on YouTube, but after work, it's really relaxing. I like to watch some of the people on there, like Nick Zametti, do wood turning. But then there's other people who have lathes who turn things who are very zen. And they I find it really relaxing to watch them turn bowls and do different types of projects. Now, there's another um, person my husband watches faithfully, and he is a sawyer, I guess you'd call it. He cuts boards on a a mill, a portable mill that he has at his house. I know my husband loved to do this. And um, it's just really cool watching him cut these trees that have been fallen and how they are upcycled and used instead of just rotting. And, you know, they the trees died, so they had to be cut down. And the beautiful wood. So we watch that and we watch um, travel shows because someday we want to do some more traveling. And um, I watch a couple of gardening shows from the BBC on YouTube. They're not the highest quality um, video, but I can watch them there. So it's, it's just kind of those, oh, history, lots and lots of history things. And my husband, believe it or not, after all these years has discovered podcasts and how to get them. Now he likes the iHeartRadio app on his phone and we listened to hours of a history podcast of medieval Britain on one of our road trips to the to the Highland game. I loved it. I learned so much. The guy was a phenomenal speaker and funny and I wished my history teacher was like that in high school instead of droning on and on and make me fall asleep. So those kinds of things have bonded us over time is we love these uh, things that are uh, quirky and interesting to us, but other people, we talked about it and people look at us like, what? So, so after the big high of being accepted into the Grand Rapids AQS 
quilt week show of my quilt the fifth element I kind of had to have a back to reality during the staycation I was sewing like mad to meet the deadline for pineapple day um, today actually the 27th of June is pineapple day and last week I was I was sewing along with the fat quarter shops um, pineapple day quilt and I used six inch pineapple blocks on their pineapple pad foundation paper piecing and 12 inch blocks oh my gosh those papers are amazing they are the perfect foundation for your pineapple they tear easy I didn't have to print anything they're pre-printed in a tear-off pad and I I would like to still add another row and I will work on that this winter I I got the nine 12 inch blocks done and then I use the six inch blocks as like a setting stone and sashed the 12 inch blocks in a wide six inch um, sash but there was a bit of a problem of course because this is a pattern I made up in my head and didn't have this is the test as well for some reason when I cut out the sashing they didn't quite line up in a couple of the rows so I'm going to have to take it apart and rework it. Now the other thing is the 12 inch blocks gave me a bit of a problem at the beginning because I've only done 6 inch blocks on paper piecing. And I realized I only know how to hold the piece of fabric on, hold it up to a light, make sure your seam allowances are lined up. I don't use pins. I hold it and then I run it through. And using Fat Quarter Shop's tutorial, thank goodness they had it because I didn't know what to do. The pieces were too big on the 12 inch blocks to do it in that method. And I realized there was a tip and that is you got to fold your seam lines on the paper and use a you can use a ruler she has a special ruler called add a quarter that she used but I just used an old-fashioned ruler with a metal edge and folded it all along that paper well beyond the seam line so you know where your fabric has to be because that's the seam line and I pinned oh I pinned more than I've ever pinned in my life and I pinned the strips from the round before so they wouldn't fold over and get into the seam allowance it worked now labor intensive it is yes it is I'm talking like Yoda labor intensive it is pad one yes but it is so worth it I fussy cut some of my tulip pink stash for the center I'm really proud of this quilt can you tell I'm super proud of it I love 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 pineapple quilts and they're they are so versatile you change the colors from the pineapple being on the corners to the pineapple jaggedy pineapple in the negative space in the centers you can change prints to solids I use mostly solids with a few of these tulip pink prints and it sets them off now I got to quilt this in the winter I think because I don't really know what I want to do to quilt it and I'm going to think about it long and hard because this tulip fabric is amazing and this particular quilt is super fun to make you just block at a time and then throw them in a stack when you have enough you can join them together there's not a lot of thinking on it if you buy a jelly roll and you buy um, some background fabric and then you need a little bit wider strips for uh, the corner and charm pack for the center 
man, you could have those 12 inch blocks without any cutting and the color palettes are already sorted for you. I bought a, a solid fat quarter pack, Zuma solids, Tula Pink Zuma. And it goes really well with all the scraps that I had in my stash for the accent prints. So the pineapple day is today. Check out my blog at mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com and you can see pictures in their links to all of the um, information as well as the pineapple pads. But don't think just because pineapple day is done that you can't jump in on a sew along because pineapples blocks, they are labor intensive and I'm still going to be working on mine for a little bit longer. So what else is coming up? Well, I've got the shop sample raffia. I'm going to start sewing and I have been working like a mad woman on a labyrinth illusion quilt that a customer made and I'm pebbling on the light parts and I'm doing straight lines on the dark and that's taking me many hours but I'm going to have that finished in the next day or so on the long arm and then I'm going to put some palette cleanser quilts on there for for me I've done several customer quilts in a row all in varying degrees of difficulty and I'm going to put a couple edge-to-edge -edge free motion quilts um, that are mine on there maybe one is going to be straight line and then I'm going to load my custom on and then I have another couple of customer quilts that are not deadlined and I just need a break from the intense pebbling because the labyrinth quilts Oh, so much pebbling, but it's so pretty. I think she's going to love it and I can't wait for her to deliver and pick that up. No, for her to pick that up and me to deliver it to her. There, that sounds better. Overall, um, I haven't done a lot of sewing or hand sewing, but I did start a We Are Knitters kit. It is a crochet kit, uh, cotton. Oh my goodness, this is a beautiful, beautiful kit. It's a pillow with an on-point um, diamond square shape that looks diamond with a little skinny blue sashing is what we would call it in quilting. But I can't read the chart. I mean, physically can't read it. I need new glasses. I'm going to have to buy them here in this month. The chart is so small. I started it two or three times and you crochet the pillow in a round and I cannot get the sashing part correct. So I'm going to rip it all the way back and start again. And I'm going to take the chart where you read your stitching chart to a copy machine and blow it up so that I can read it and I can mark all over it and I can figure out where I'm at in the pattern. I've gotten lost a couple times in the pattern. It's because I can't see it very well. The thing I like about crochet is my hands and fingers, even with long arming, when you do a lot of intensive free motion quilting, your fingers, hands, and your neck get sore and you can pick up and put crochet down and it doesn't seem to hurt my hands as much as other arts and crafts do. So stay tuned for more on the We Are Knitting kit and it is beautiful, but I have nothing to show for it because I got to rip it all the way back because I physically cannot see the chart. Then um, I have signed up for Gnome Angels Kinship Quilt. It's the 100 days in 100 block in 100 days is her hashtag. 
Now, I'm not going to do that. I've done 100 blocks in 100 days before with Gnome Angel, and that was the Tulip Pink City Sampler. It's super fun to have everyone in the universe sewing the same blocks. And I'm telling you, my feed is so full of everyone doing the Kinship Sampler. It is a beautiful quilt. It's squares and rectangles. It's very modern looking, but it's not super intense piecing. So you can buy it as a kit. You can find it at quilt shops. You can go online for Gnome Angel, G-N-O-M-E. Um, what I am going to do is I'm going to put one block out every couple weeks, depending on how my schedule is going. And I really am going to finish this quilt in, it's maybe a quilt from my bed because the current quilt is the Tula Pink City Sampler and it's I put a wool batting in it and it's way too hot for us in the winter. So we may use it downstairs where it's colder and has a have it as a couch quilt or on a guest bed. So Kinship, listen for that. It kicks off July 1st and it's a wonderful, wonderful quilt. It looks fantastic. And if you explore the hashtag 100 blocks, 100 days you will see what you need or go to gnome angels website sign up for a newsletter it's awesome then the last thing i wanted to talk about is since i had staycation i had to slow down a little bit and take time because i'm one of these people i get some time off and i just want to maximize every second of it i had to manage my expectations because I overbooked myself. I had unrealistic expectations of everything that was going to get done. I'd overcome some disappointments over the painting not being done. Um, my husband had a lot of issues at work and some of it bled over into our staycation, which led to another disappointment that we've all gotten through and it's fine and this job is fine and everything's fine. It's just, there's a lot of transitions going on. And it's funny because the same thing is happening where I work. A lot of transitions and a lot of disappointments and a lot of happiness and you're cresting that roller coaster up and then, you know, it's life. It's life. Not everything stays the same all the time. Thank goodness or I'd be so bored. But, <clears throat> excuse me, the managing my time and I'm trying to get back into using my planner regularly so I don't find myself overbooked and managing my list of things to do and being flexible and just realizing, you know, life is all about these things. And the more stressed I get, the more projects I start. Did you notice that? I've started the EPP um, heart thing uh, with the jewel tone templates that was like a challenge to do I've got the temperature quilt going the bee swap the pineapple I've got to get the raffia quilt going I gotta get kinship going got it I really want to do that one you know I've got a, a queue of long arming stuff to do but what I have to say is I like the challenge of doing it and I have a lot of time. I don't mind working 12 hours a day because when I'm really working hard on all of that stuff, it, it winds up being a 12 hour work day with my day job and I enjoy that. But I need to learn how to accept reality and disappointments and I also need to work more on self-care 
And so I've been trying to add more physical activity and relaxing and getting out and enjoying the sunshine that we finally have. And I've been sleeping much better with that between the sun and being active. And the great thing is, is that if it were me, I would stay home all the time working in my introverted little universe but my husband loves to get out and do things and meet people and have lunch, even though he's a little bit more of an introverted person too. And we had a most wonderful time of balance. So what? There's no more wire hangers in my closet on the one half. I'm going to finish the other half. That was a positive. And I'm focusing on that now instead of seeing only the negative of the things that didn't get done. And the good news is we're going to get the kitchen professionally painted. My husband is as good as a pro. He doesn't have time. He's working 50 to 60 hours a week. And there are other things that I can do to help out in chores and gardening and things like that. So focusing on the positive things that we're able to get done, I just told them to you. And it took me 20 some minutes and there's only a couple things that I really hoped to get done that they're still going to get done. It just wasn't on the staycation. We had a most wonderful time and now I'm on the quest to find a painter. I've got the list of a couple in our area and we're going to get some bids going. And everything I'm finding in life is really a work in progress, isn't it? It is a process, not an event. And the sooner I calm down and learn that lesson, <laughs> the better. Oh my gosh, the better. So everybody, I hope that you can focus on all of those wonderful things that you did get done and the things that you were very successful at and learn from those things that you didn't. And that's what builds us up and gives us skills and teaches us about happiness and life lessons. So I hope that you learned from my life lesson. Use a planner and don't focus on those one or two things that didn't get done because you know what? They'll be accomplished one way or another. Quilt on everyone. I want to thank everyone for listening to the podcast and I want you to know that you can go to show notes at mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. I have a newsletter that comes out monthly if you would like to sign up. I also want to say that I did an experiment with the YouTube simulcast and I don't find that it's easy to do. I mean, I can do it, but there's a lot of technology that I need to upgrade before I do that regularly. So I'm going to do like a seven minute cliff, cliff notes version of the podcast with the link to the long audio for those who have been um, watching it. And so that's going to be a little bit of a difference. And, and so I just wanted to announce that. I want to thank everyone for listening and for those who are my patrons on the patron program. Thank you very much for your support and check out Fat Quarter Shops, Pineapple Pads, and Gnome Angels Kinship. Wonderful, wonderful products. Everyone, thank you very much and have a wonderful week.